Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Longshot Podcast, of course brought to you by 342 Productions. I'm your host, Duncan Robinson, here once again as always with Davis Reed, and we're excited to be with you guys for another episode. We always, we always are. 22 down, you know, this thing is, uh, it's chugging right along, and let me tell you, we got a fun one for you this week. It's uh, a little bit unorthodox, as you will, a little bit of an anomaly uh, in comparison to the episodes we've had so far, but I think it goes in a fun direction. It's a lot of firsts that we're celebrating with this episode. Correct. It's our first interview in person. Yep. It's our first time interviewing multiple guests at once. Yes, correct. Uh, Which is challenging. I'd like to throw out there. Oh, yeah. It's a lot easier when it's just the dynamic of Davis and I, you know, kind of going back and forth with a guest. You know, the attention stays on the guest the whole time. You you throw three other people into the mix and it, it can get a little bit, you know, just kind of off the rails pretty quickly. Well, I think it's also the group that we were talking to. Very true. Valid. Uh, so... So we're getting to a great conversation with the brothers that founded Friday Beers. It's it's a good conversation. I, I will say it's a little bit of a change of pace from yeah. some of the guests we've had on. But, you know, variety is the spice of life, I believe is what they say. We lead with, not we, they lead with a masturbation story. So just a, a heads up to the viewers that, yeah, it's a little bit of a different direction for us. Yeah, it's, it's they let you know where they're coming from right away, yeah. and, which isn't a bad thing. Very transparent. But I, I just maybe caution listeners yeah, right. uh, to, to keep an eye out for that one or an ear out for that one. But uh, I'd also say that after that, it actually kind of comes, it, it's relatively tame. Um, and, and above all else, like they have a, re- truly, they have a really interesting story. I think it kind of encapsulates this idea of what it is to go viral and, and how you can harness that and use it to you know create something that, really create something out of nothing in, in reality um, and then turn it into a legitimate business that is highly profitable and in many ways changes your life. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them though. We talk a little bit about their story and shine some light on their story because they do have an interesting one. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. No, it was a blast. I, yeah, like you said, it, it's a great conversation. I had a blast. I'm, I'm glad that we just know those guys, to be honest. It was, a, it was a good one. I have a question for you because this is episode 22. You... We're formally number 22, but you've made a switch as a professional to 55. Yeah, so once upon a time, this would have been the golden episode. Right, I know. But yeah. now we've got a ways to go. Yeah, now we've got a ways to go. Hopefully, We're hoping we get to 55. Hopefully we last yeah, uh, right. until 55. But why the that, that in and of itself would be an accomplishment. But yeah, actually, you really teed, teed this one up for me. Yeah. So basically, it's actually, surprisingly enough, I get that question as much as maybe any other question um, outside of like shooting uh, or yeah. I, I, I <laughs> or know. what? I, well, I get some other, <laughs> Never mind. Um, Wait, what else do you get asked? Now I'm curious. Well, like if people, I get like, do you play basketball a lot is what I was going to say. Oh, okay. And, and very rarely, I, I usually say, Sometimes is my answer. Um, sometimes I play. We were asked that the other day, actually, and when we said volleyball. <laughs> yeah, volleyball is no, 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 a volleyball. crew. Uh, you know, any any sport that requires length, I, I think is a, a reasonable answer. But um, yeah, I, I get asked why 55 a lot. And the reasoning, I'm just going to bring the cat out of the bag here, 
is that my whole life I've worn twos. I wore two in high school. I wore 20 in high school. I wore 22 in college. Always been twos. And when I started to play professionally, so I wore two in Sioux Falls when I was in the G League. And when I had the opportunity to choose a number for the Heat, we had Luke Babbitt, who was 22. We had Justice Winslow, who was 20. And we had Wayne Ellington, who was two. Shaquille O'Neal, 32, was retired. Right. 12 was an option, but I think actually at that time, Jarnell Stokes had already <laughs> snagged that one. He had some years over me. Uh, so he, uh, he got priority at that point. He was, he was in training camp my first year. So I was quickly running out of options with nowhere yeah. to turn. A lot of twos off the board. Yeah, and that's when I thought to myself, you know what? Let's flip these twos upside down. Whoa. Let's go 55. And uh, honestly, I, I always thought 55 kind of looked cool on jerseys. White chocolate. Especially for guards. But I realized it actually looks cooler for like point guards when you're like small. Like I'm like big enough where it doesn't look as cool. But it's also kind of an homage to Jason Williams in that yes. I'm a, a huge fan of his game. Obviously won a championship in Miami and donned the 55 proudly. Yes. Uh, and, and really put on for the, the double nickel, if you will. Um, but yeah, so now I'm 55 and, and now it's like, I've, I've kind of feel like I've embraced it. I feel like the community at large has embraced me as 55, oh, for yeah. whatever that means. But I, I honestly, I, I see that as my number moving forward. I really do. If you're putting the, uh, what are the odds on a number switch at any point? Very low. Yeah. I like 55 for you. I it wonder feels if, right. if 55 is retired anywhere in the league, maybe Dikembe Mutombo, did someone retire? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's but good, I, I like 55. I'll probably run with it. But uh, at least for now. So you, you're not coming in as a rookie like, hey, Justice, I really need 20, man. No. Move over. So that, you know, interesting NBA tidbit. When, when players change teams and somebody is, cur- is wearing their number, quote unquote their number, whatever that means, a lot of times, especially if you're older, been in the league a little bit, you buy that number off of them. Yeah. And that that price range can vary depending on who you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think there was a, a lot of fun kind of media stuff coming out of Brooklyn when James Harden first got there and Landry Shamit was wearing his number. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure what went down, what type of exchange happened, but... It's a good... It's a yearly salary that's being thrown around potentially. Yeah, for some. For, I mean, for like the average American. Yeah. Oh, oh... Likely, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'd have to pull up some like uh, U.S. data and statistics here, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a sizable amount of money. And but like again, it's it's case to case. But yeah, I so to put that in context, my per diem was not going to cut it on <laughs> purchasing a number from any of those guys. You weren't getting twenty off Justice Winslow for like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, because that's basically at that point uh, w- what I was working with. You know, was on a, a two-way contract, and at that point, when we're picking numbers, had not been paid outside of per diem. Which, you know, not to be you know, disrespectful to per diem, that's a quality hey, amount yeah, of money, but fair. it's not moving the needle in I the locker room in terms it. of enticing somebody to give up a number that maybe they've grown a certain level of attachment to. No, that's fair. It is. It's an interesting. It's an interesting situation because for certain guys, it's a given. Like if LeBron's coming to your team, he's getting twenty-three or six. I, I don't even know if he's having to pay. He's just, that's, that's my number now. But certain guys, 
yeah, they're having to, it becomes a bidding war. Well, I, I still think, I wonder, like, I mean, I think the Landry James example is a great one. I'm sure there was some exchange. I don't know what happened behind closed doors. Obviously, there was the the public social media interaction that everyone kind of enjoyed with the you know the Rolexes and the Apple Watches and the sticky buns, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an underrated, maybe like not so much talked about side of trades. Landry's giving that number up. Yeah, I mean, at some point there's going to be enough pressure there where right you just kind of got to read the room. There's a power structure. Yes. Uh, the, uh, if if one thing exists in the NBA, it's that there is a power structure. Yeah. Well, and shout out to Landry. He's a Kansas City guy, so you know, no disrespect to Landry, but if James Harden, if James Harden wants your number, you're you're giving James Harden thirteen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of James Harden, let's let's talk NBA playoffs a little bit. Well, he's um, not in the playoffs anymore. Well, right. I mean. I like the I like the attempt of the transition though. It, yeah, I mean the the uh, conference finals are shaking up to be honestly somewhat interesting. I think yeah. I think people have, have kind of were knocking the teams left, but the reality is both those series have proven to be interesting. I thought the Suns were going to close it out four one in Phoenix, didn't do so. At this point, actually by the time you're listening to this, we're recording this prior to the game on Wednesday. Yeah. So maybe that series is over. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, but at least when you're listening to this, I know for a fact the Eastern Conference Finals is still going on. And that's actually proven to be an interesting series. Not a lot of close games, but still, nonetheless, with the back, back and forth, it's been interesting. Yeah, and well, now it's starless, at least for the moment. With Trey out and Giannis out, it changes the landscape a little bit. Uh, How dare you disrespect Solomon Hill like that? Yeah, well, you, you know, it's like the... Solo know, is my guy. Solomon Hill and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, All right, I, I'm actually not here for the, the Solomon Hill slander, but I would say, like, I mean, I think Chris Middleton's a star. He's a multi-time All-Star. He's on Sorry, let me clarify. It's not star-less, but it's missing the two biggest stars. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. I'll push back on this idea that there has to be stars for it to be good basketball which I guess you didn't really say, but like it can still be. <laughs> no, I'll take that. Can, I'll take that angle. It can still be entertaining. Uh, it can still be a high level of basketball. If anything, I think it adds a dynamic to the series in terms of like, all right, who's going to step up? I mean, you look at particularly like with the Hawks, right? Like you look at Trey Young, a guy whose usage is going to be around, you know, 30% basically every single game. It's like, okay, now where do these shots come from? Who gets to step into those those moments? And honestly, you know, a Hawks team where it's kind of full of guys who are going through this for the first time, um, it, it's a pretty cool opportunity. I, I know, you know, last year when we were going through our run and we had injuries, you know, when Goran went down and obviously it, it doesn't become like, all right, series is over, we're done. It becomes like, all right, how do we, how does, how do we, continue to persevere who steps up next man up you know that type of mentality um and provides i think fun storylines and interesting storylines no that's fair that's absolutely fair i'm not i think last week you gave me uh, a hard time for having like a first take argument where i was True. just taking the other side that's not what we're here to do so i i actually do agree with you i'm not going to try to argue that stars are the only reason that games are fun to watch um quick question for you because we were I think we debated this, not debated this, but we questioned this the other day. Is there anyone in the Eastern Conference Finals right now who's been to an NBA Finals other than Solomon Hill? No. 
I don't think there is. He is. Uh, I mean, we should probably get a fact check on this before we, before we release. Yeah. It. Hey, can we get a fact check on that? But uh, I mean, yeah. In many ways, There's Solo no is the the beacon of light uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, he's he's been there, and uh, I mean, I I feel like we're kind of like poking fun at solo which i actually am not a fan of because no not at all i'm i'm, I'm genuine i i would like to go on record and say that solomon hill is one of the best teammates i've ever had um and actually from a locker room standpoint and i mean he's a really good basketball player defends energy uh offensively can shoot it do different things has some versatility but where he i think he really moves the needle which doesn't get recognition from the masses is in the locker room and I think every single good team has guys like that and he was a huge huge piece uh, of our group last year and, and played in, in the Eastern Conference Finals and in the finals um, because of what he brought They're just a physicality um, and a toughness so. we actually we talk about this a little bit with the Friday beers guys actually but just how important guys tend to 14 right. are on an yeah. NBA roster. And yeah, I, you know, blue guy, if we want to use a Friday beers reference. Sure. But yeah, those are oftentimes the guys who move the needle, like you said. Yeah, this has been a, a reoccurring theme on this podcast, but the general slander towards bench players, professional athletes who are bench players, any sport, whatever, pick your sport, I don't care. Like, I understand why it's fun and why it's funny, but you also have to look at these are like elite, elite athletes. I mean, it's not to do it again, but like it's a scout thing, right? Like right. we always come back right. to it. Um, anyways, what else we got here? No, I look, I get it. For the record, I, I have incredible empathy for that because I was a bench guy. That's true. And I knew my role. Now, I wasn't. You're a damn good one. I wasn't, Seriously. I wasn't an elite, elite athlete, but I was the bench guy. Some could argue. And I was on really good teams that won championships, but I knew my role. I knew my role in practice was to help us get ready for games. I knew my role on the bench was to keep things positive. And I embraced that role. Right. So solo, I'm showing you no disrespect here. In fact, I relate to you, my friend. That's well, you started a game in the NBA playoffs, so I don't relate to you that much. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I would never slander you on this podcast. That's, that's good. I, I appreciate that. That was, that was a, a worthy apology. Yeah. What do we got? What else we got here? Uh, let's get to our Reddit question of the week. I have, oh, I have one, a good one for you, actually, because I'm interested to hear your answer on this. I want to know the top five strongest players in the league. Do you want to know or do, do one of our users want to know? Reddit users. Both. They're not our Reddit users. Okay. But the a, a Reddit user. A NBA Reddit user. Memes of production 202. Love that. Wants to know who the top five strongest players in the league are. I'm interested. We can take this either direction. We can either go like weight room strength, but I think what I'm more curious about is on the court strength because I think those are are slightly different. Like guys who yeah, can't are. really move off your spot. Yeah. Guys who get to their spot whenever they want just out of that, you know, like grown man strength, which is a little bit different than like picking up a barbell. Yeah. I mean, I think there is a unanimous number one. I think that it is almost widely accepted, and that's Stephen Adams. Oh, yeah. Uh, massive human being, incredibly kind soul, but he is massive. Built of brick. Yeah, and incredibly strong and knows it and is a terror on particularly the offensive glass. Obviously, he's a great rebounder in general, but his offensive rebounding numbers are incredible. I, for some reason, recently saw a picture of like a rookie Steven Adams 
totally short hair, hair yeah. clean shaven, yeah. no tattoos. Looks like a different human, yeah. His current aesthetic is so much of a better fit for him. It really is. Because it does. Yeah. It, it, yeah, he's just a, it seems he's like a force. He's leaned into it fully. Have you, do you have moments, like if you had to ha- box him out? So he point? does this thing at the, the free throw line um, when he is offensive rebounding. So on the free throw line, if that makes so sense. So his it. player, his teammate is shooting a free throw. Yeah, got it. Right. So you, someone needs to box him so out. We, so then obviously how it works in the NBA is, is one person is basically on their own. And then another person has an additional player to help box them out. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. No, you are. But I, I, why is that? So, uh, you're, I don't so know. you're saying there. So there are five guys on a on the court, obviously. So if you're there's ten players on the court. I'm sorry for per team. Yes. So if you are, if the other team is shooting a free throw, you have three. You could have four though. No, you can't. You can't. You're only allowed three. Wow, I didn't know that. This is like basic NBA basketball rules. In every other gym in America. Yeah, NBA is... Why not to though? Be like can we snobby? Ex- the NBA is not every other gym in America. Oh, I think it's a, look at this I, guy. No, I think it's, I think it's a. Uh, I imagine it's probably like a combination of size and and having a paint crowd like overcrowded. Um, anyways, all right. Anyways, Stephen will when you're so for example, I'm usually the top guy of the three, so you, I'm getting ready to pinch the offensive rebounder, um, and as a result. Steven will always do this every single time. He'll grab the person next to them, next to him, and I'll just like squeeze their arm, just like messing with them to like see if they're like, you know, strong enough to box them out. And it feels like a an iron claw is just like surrounding your entire bicep. It's just, it, he like engulfs your bicep, or at least my bicep, I should say. He does this every time? Yeah, he does it every time. What is it? It's like feeling Or he's out done it every time to me, at least. Is he like gauging his competition? He, I think it is, yeah. It's some <laughs> level of that. Um, at which, when I feel that, I, I feel immediately inferior. Where do you think you rank in the NBA? In, there are 450 guys. Where yeah. are you in like bicep diameter? Uh, somewhere in the low, like lower third, somewhere in the mix there. Yeah, I'm going to say you're like 372. Yeah, somewhere in the lower third. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's, let's get through this. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, you don't have to actually give me five. Is it like Steven Adams? And Steven then- Adams is, is, is one. By far? There's, it's some mix of Dwight Howard, uh, Valanchunas is really strong. Honestly, Giannis is re- like Brooke Lopez is really strong. Yeah. I'm not saying these are all the top five guaranteed, yeah, yeah. but like Zion is obviously, particularly for his height, is insanely strong. If we're yeah. talking like pound for pound strength, I imagine honestly Eric Bledsoe would be up there. He is incredibly strong. Yeah, I wouldn't count Bam out. Bam is insanely strong as well. Um, I mean, there's a lot, but I but if you're looking for a one, it's Stephen Adams. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a a good answer. I don't need yeah. you to rank the five. Anyways, that that's basically the the strongest guys. Um, some combination. I'm probably leaving someone out. I mean, obviously LeBron is certainly yeah. strong as well. But um, Stephen Adams. It's basically Stephen Adams, Adams and everybody is the else. Answer, yeah. And, and Stephen Adams uh, gauges your bicep to know correct. if you're going to be a threat on the free throw line box. Correct. Um, all right, long shot feature. This one is a uh, is an interesting one. I'm a fan of this one though. We got. Richard Scott William Hutchinson, and this individual is the world's most premature baby. Yes, in the history of the world. 
in, is that true? In the history of documenting premature babies, it right. sounds like. So he was four and a half months premature. In many ways, the ultimate long shot. There's a fantastic quote that came with an article that covered his birth. It was just his first birthday a couple weeks ago. Uh, so he's now a year and a couple weeks old. Yes. And the quote is, quote, the world loves it when the little guy pitted against enormous obstacles, beats the odds, and comes back to win. So you might say Richard Scott William Hutchinson, who celebrated his first birthday on June 5th, is the ultimate small but mighty contender. And I think in many ways that encapsulates the ethos of this podcast. 100%. It's all about the small but mighty contender. And let me tell you, Richard Scott William Hutchinson has that in spades. I, I mean, like you said, was born at four and a half months, which means he's half, or the mom, the mother's halfway through the pregnancy. Right. Was given a 0% chance of survival. Zero. Now, I don't know. Maybe that was like a 0% chance to make it to a year, which he's done. Maybe it was, I don't know what it was, but was given a 0% chance of he's survival. He's truly an anomaly. I mean, I, I don't. Just celebrated a first birthday. I, I can't fully wrap my mind around how somebody can be given a 0% chance and then go on to live. It does. But it kind of seems like maybe a bad reflection on the doctor. Potentially, or he's just such a an anomaly that like he's he's now one of one. He is the first ever. Well, either way, um, he's certainly a long shot. Yeah, at least statistically, he had a zero percent chance. But now, obviously, he's he's shattered that expectation. Shout out to Richie. Um, yeah, good old Richie. That's that's fantastic. Uh, anyways, that basically wraps up the front of show. Yes. But uh, yeah, please stay tuned for this interview. It's it's certainly entertaining. Uh, it goes all sorts of different directions, but I think you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah, it's an amazing one. Really excited to have them on. I did want to try to get Justin Timberlake on. Tried to email him, but he still hasn't responded to me. That's so we'll, in the works. We'll put that on the back burner. Stay tuned for JT. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to promise anything. But no, maybe, no, no. We're manifesting it. Okay, maybe at some point. Great. I love JT. No disrespect to 2020 players. experience. No. One, of, one of the greatest albums of all time. Yes, fact. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Here's Friday Beers. Hello and welcome back in to the Longshot Podcast. We have a very special episode uh, here today. We are live. Well, actually, well, we're live, but we're recording right. uh, in the Friday Beers studio headquarters. HQ. Headqu- HQ Friday sorry. Beers HQ. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, we are joined by the three founders, three brothers, uh, grew up in the same household, now just killing the media game. Uh, we got Max here. What's up? We got Sam. <laughs> hey. And we got Jack. Uh, thank you guys so Nothing much for joining Jack. us. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and for hosting us. This is a uh, beautiful facility that you guys have thank here. Well, we have an open door policy um, because our door doesn't lock. Actually, right. so, so it applies to homeless people too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you I, must get just a, a fun mix. In anyone here. can walk. I in recently there. kicked one out from inside the gates. Yeah. He's masturbating outside yeah. at first. Oh, dear. Yeah. oh, dear. Well, this feels like a good opportunity to let yeah. you guys know this is an explicit podcast. Great. Yeah. So uh, tap into that. Feel he's free to. beating his meat outside. Okay. <laughs> Not to completion, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, if you guys could just do our listeners a favor, uh, believe it or not, I, I imagine there might be some people out there who don't know exactly what you guys do, what Friday Beers is. Uh, if you want to give somewhat of a summary, however you do it in, in your own words, uh, feel free to you know fire that off. Real quick, actually, sorry. So we, Duncan usually gives an intro yeah, to yeah. our guests. Yeah. 
I, it might be in, an insult. No, it's not. It's, it's a weird thing to try to describe. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, I just yeah. didn't know what lane no, to go in. We also, I still struggle with like coming up with a very concise, clear way of right. explaining Friday beers. Make Jack does dick jokes on the internet yeah. for a living. I it, like that. It's, that's it's, simplified. It's, it's yeah. high level. I mean, I feel like if you wanted to, you could dress it up and yeah, say we, you're, you know, so media, up and coming media conglomerate. <laughs> what we say, dick jokes on the internet is what we say to our friends, but what we'd have to say to like our parents is it's a social media platform, production company, and we're a lifestyle brand too. Wow. You're rocking the merch right now. Too. I am. You better believe it. Yeah. Full support. At, at the core of it is, uh, you know, we make sketch comedy videos on Instagram. Um, and it's, it's been, you know, the brand of humor is like 2021 party lifestyle humor. Right. It's right. kind of joking about the nine to five grind and, uh, the emotions we feel every day of the week leading up to the, the ultimate cathartic Friday beers release right. that is, is universal and what people really, uh, I think it really resonates with, yeah. with a lot of people and, and we you know we build characters we build storylines and the best way we've been described is uh, zodiac signs for guys. Mm. So Ooh, yeah. and making fun of yourself as much as possible. Yeah. Self deprecation is yeah. a big part of it as well. But zodiac signs for guys I think is is uh, the clearest way to describe it. So instead of you're an Aries, you're a Scorpio. It's like oh you're a big fella. Right. You're a fringe guy. Definitely. Fringe is that guy. is that what you is that what you see here in vision? For us? <laughs> I, I don't know you well enough. You're as tall. That's so a tough good. call on the fringe <laughs> early. For I feel sure. like that's a I'm gonna lean into that. I'll lean into that. Fringe guy's actually the best character, so you should take no offense. Why do you say that? He's the most beloved character because he has the most heart. He He's wants a, to be part of the crew so bad. I do have heart. That he will go to great lengths to do whatever he can to hang. Yeah. yeah and that that's something you got to respect. Also, you got to respect a little persistence. Now that I'm spending more time around this guy, yeah. I certainly am the fringe guy. <laughs> it's like settings. the walkout on a basketball team would be Ooh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, you have evolved. From yeah, fringe were, were you a walk-on? You, <laughs> I was not quite a walk on, but I was glorified. Th- glorified. For, for a little while, there was looking a little shaky. But I will say, like, walk ons are an incredibly important part of the team. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the underappreciated. You sound like a fringe guy well, vouching yeah. for other fringe guys. And fringe guys are actually, they need that. Leading well, it's the more movement to normalize fringe guys. Right. Well, it's more so like maybe I've lived in that space before. Yeah. So now that. You know, in, in some capacity, I've I've elevated myself, not to like pat myself on the back there, no, but I can. just have That's more fine. empathy for. You understand where fringes. where you, you come from as a friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've seen both sides yeah. pretty well. A hundred percent. Um, you guys mentioned the the relatable content because that's the All thing right. that jumps out to me is like when you're watching your stuff throughout every clip, video, whatever it is, there's always something that like each mm-hmm. person can kind of tap into. Is all of your content? Was it formed through your own personal experiences and basically like your lives growing up in Connecticut and then, you know, making your way out here? Yeah, I would, I would say for the most part, that's what drives everything is like the people that we've grown up with and yeah. like hung out with and socialized with and have beers with. And like we're in an interesting place right now with Friday Beers because for the longest time we haven't really been like personalities behind the account. Right. Because we all felt that Friday Beers was really more about characters than it was about, you know, two or three guys. Yeah. And I mean, in that archetypes of people. Yeah, in that sense, like the characters are not just like our friends. They're like your friends too. Like yeah. you know these folks. Like everybody who's sort of grown up uh and sort of enjoyed what you do with your friends throughout the week and the weekend knows these characters. So like we like to put those characters in the forefront. 
and we base them like literally yeah. on what and we think are composites like everybody who's in your group. Well, I think that what we didn't realize is how much our group friend dynamic mirrors uh, so many everyone, everyone else. Yes, 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 yes. It's just like a plug and play template. And now and we have like the world's largest group thread ever. Like <laughs> right, for right. Friday beers. Like it's just people like exchange, like talking shit about like who's who in this like millions of person group thread, which is a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> some of the content, some of the characters I feel like have had their own, you know, character arc as well and that they've developed and there, there's some sort of like a, a screenplay feel to this. And, and there's like a connection that you build with the characters as well over time as they develop. Um, is there like for you guys personally, were each of you based off of or rooted in like a, a character that, that people have come to know, or is that just kind of like fire from the hip feel it out? Yeah, I'm thing? meat hose. <laughs> I, I, I would say yeah. I'm probably angry. <laughs> we, no, we didn't base anything on our, ourselves really. I think you also have like a different role in a lot of different groups too. Like yeah, whoever you're hanging out with. characters yeah. as well. You can be a little bit of a glue guy and maybe you're Jimmy Heaters as well. <laughs> yeah, you can. Certainly hybrids. Yeah. yeah. And when we, when we started making the account, we were like really conscious of like creating these characters because we did want to have storylines we didn't want it to be another like meme account where you can sort of make content out of anything and it's just like rinse and repeat all the time you could stay with this you watch for a week or a month or a year we've got people who tune into friday beers you know eight months after it started I'm like i feel like i'm on season four already it's a combination of like yeah. the recurring characters so like it the you know, the new videos mean more if you've seen yes six yeah. months of it, but at the same time, come invest it. You could be yeah. watching for the first time and still get it. So it's like yeah, it's it's a it's a balance of those two. And and what Max and I were doing um, for a while before Friday Beers is we were trying to be you know comedy writers and we were trying to write screenplays and we were trying to write comedy pilots and we did sketch comedy for a while. And it's hard to get people to like read what you do or watch what you make when you don't have like a resounding success. And we turned to Instagram primarily in the beginning to be like, hey, we think the jokes that we're making are pretty funny. Like what if we just gave it a format where a lot more people could see it more easily and understand it more quickly, one minute or less videos. And then that's when people started thinking the characters are funny. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was gonna ask each of you individually about your yeah. stories as to how you got here. Um, and just doing some some research, uh, would like you to know I was well prepared for this. <laughs> um, but you have some some interesting journeys in that like, I did can't- Did you go on LinkedIn? We did look on LinkedIn. <laughs> we looked on LinkedIn. That's, oh, nice. more, that's where I got the dress it up uh, concept from right. because you, uh, you guys are a little bit more you know, buttoned up on, on there. But uh, I just want you guys to shine some light. You know, you can go down the line however you want to do it on how you guys ultimately ended up where we are today, which Sweet. is an uh, undisclosed location yeah. in well, we Friday HQ. Developed pretty uh, bad drinking problems early. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. And I got the worst of it yeah. as yeah. the youngest. We, uh, <laughs> Jack and I had a similar, so Jack and I are, are pretty close in age, 18 yeah. months apart. And we had out of college similar kind of career trajectories, we went to work in media. I was in advertising specifically as a copywriter in LA, uh, writing shitty car ads for Acura. And they Petro. weren't that shitty. They were pretty bad. Summer it sales, like, 2018. Like, yeah, like running footage on an open road, like sick. <laughs> and the, the avocado account was pretty good. Yeah, California avocados, made some bangers for them. Love and, that, love uh, that. But obviously like it was like tangential to like what we wanted to do in terms of like actual like screenwriting. Um, so during like the four years I was at 
this agency, Jack and I were working on projects on the side and, and just hoping the side hustle would evolve into something uh, we could turn to a, a career. It's like if your podcast became big enough so you could quit basketball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a goal, right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's not a very exciting background story. It's just like I was out here writing ads, uh, going on benders and making comedy. And then those things it's a kind, surprise, of like, all kind of melted yeah, together. Surprisingly yeah. perfect combination yeah. for Friday a lot of overlap began. in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, other thing I'll mention is we come from a place in uh, a town called Greenwich, Connecticut, where it's the expectation of like what you do to like be successful is like you gotta like basically work in finance. Like, right? You're like a doctor, a lawyer, a banker, a failure. Like that's like yeah. where you are when you come from. When you're from the Northeast. There's like a yeah. lot of folks that For sure. sort of believe that. And I think it takes a while to get into a space that you is a little bit unorthodox for where you come from. And you just like feel confident enough to like do something a little riskier or like I'm not even call it out of the box. That's like not traditional from like what you've been brought up to. So we had like sort of traditional thinking when we were in college, and then Max went to ad school right after college. But you were a finance major in college. I was a finance major. Yeah, probably the worst finance. Yeah, major. we talk about like long oh, shots. Like we all started at like where major. you expected us to start. Like. I was an English major in college, but then I worked in finance for two years and was shit at it. <laughs> and eventually got into um, a media production company where I was like writing uh, creatively for them, working with Max on the side, and literally like just sort of figuring out how it all worked on our own for four or five years. Basically, just spent like half a decade trying to figure out how do we sneak into entertainment through the back door. And then like yeah. beers became the Trojan horse. Yeah. For so it was a, yeah, I mean, it was a long shot in that, in that way, but we were just like banging our heads and hammering it away and, and having fun doing it outside too. It was like, it was really enjoyable. That, I think yeah. that's so relatable. Yeah. Because I cannot tell you, I felt the same way. I have so many friends who are in the same position where you grow up in these environments where you feel like the corporate nine to five lifestyle totally. is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And then you do it for a couple of years and you realize, wait, I now see the rest of my life. This isn't what I want it's, this to be. And it's going down a road very fast. A that hundred, would be hard to change. And it, yeah. it, that hits you. Yeah. And so I think that's what makes your guys' story so interesting is you're on that path. You could have comfortably gone down that path. Yeah. I say comfortably. I could have had a, a mortgage and like a certified pre-owned Acura right now. That's Love the that. dream. We, uh, I mean, there's no at, shame in that game no. either. Working as not. like a v, the shittiest VP in the history of Deutsche Bank. And, uh, that <laughs> but here's the, that can still be a good yeah. life though. It would be great. But, yeah, be awesome. their own. Yeah. Yeah. but then you, you find this other thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm fascinated by is that transition for you guys. Yeah. Was it hard to convince friends and family that it was worth it? Was it hard to convince yourself? At what point did you think, all right, this I'm diving headfirst into all this? Um, well, we, we all initially tried to play pro basketball. We got to make that clear. <laughs> we, we, Once our hoop dream when, when did that dream die? Yeah, and who like, got the furthest? A year ago for speak, me, I really Speak for yourself. I still think I got yeah, some playing ga the long gas, game. gas left. <laughs> <in the laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I should mention, so Duncan and I, we have never had a soundboard before. We now have a soundboard here, thanks to you guys. It's going to be I've fun. been waiting. You've upgraded us. Yeah. I appreciate that. Honestly, hadn't also, listened to it. We are recording, right? That's like on. That's what the red light means, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been that tragic. About 20 minutes in. Yeah. I've been, I hadn't listened to a word you guys had said for these first 20 minutes. Wrong. I was just waiting mm -hmm. for an opportunity to use the soundboard. But going back to what you're asking is, we were really fortunate because our uh, our dad and family is like the most uber supportive of right. like whatever you want to do. So he never actually put any uh, uh, 
intentional there's pressure. There's no pressure besides, besides you like, have dude, to as do long this. as if you're paying your own rent, and yeah. you're on shit, do what you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I, there's no expectations for, like, go, like, make a billion dollars. Yeah. Or, like, do this or that. It's like, dude, as long as you're off for, like, the cell phone bill by the time you're. But you were on that. I, I still am like, on it, so we're working <laughs> on that. Legendary. But. No, that by was the time it. I'm 30, yeah. I'll be off it, and yeah. my dad will be proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, th- that's it. it. Really, was it came down to a point of like um, examining or just like asking yourself, like, do I want to really try and scratch this like itch I have for a passion versus like try and make as much money as possible? And that was all a trade off we did at different times. Yeah. And I, I think we still value both things equally. Uh, and it's just a matter of like if you want to, there is. I think the undercurrent of like the nine to five thing is so so president friday beers jokes like it's sure. all about like that and that's why i think the the humor resonates is because we value like those times you get to experience with your friends more than anything and that's why people look forward to the content because it's just like we're celebrating you know those little moments in life that aren't you sitting at your desk and grinding and doing whatever and that's a huge huge theme of what we make jokes about in the early friday beers <laughs> days was there a point that sticks out of like all right, this is no longer something fun that we're doing versus like this has the potential to be like really special, life-changing. Yeah, I, I know when, the first I think when time. when you hit us up. <laughs> I would say the train moment for you. That was the, yeah, that, and that was super early on. That wasn't even like the moment really, I realized there, it was life-changing. There's a couple moments where it was like, we realized, oh, this is viral. Yeah. And then, oh, this is like, a sustainable right that's business. the thing because you can you can catch lightning in a bottle yeah. on one time going viral yeah but then it's like all right how do we sustain this I, well, the sustainable moment for me is when Matt, you went full-time and i was like all right well our brother is like literally selling out yeah. no, no, selling <laughs> he's like, we have to support him now like right. he's like, oh, you know, like he's that. putting his life into this like it's if, beautiful we can't just fucking quit because then you know he's not gonna have a fucking paycheck so yeah like I mean, the, we started folding off one by one into going full-time but going back to like the even the earlier days when I first realized like this is like kind of like a movement, like there's a lot of uh, support behind this. It was like, you know, three weeks into posting these videos and I was sitting at dinner. It's a Friday night, I was getting sushi in Santa Monica and like my phone just starts blowing up with these tags and like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, am I getting canceled? Like, <laughs> no, but you will. And all these people were just tagging Friday beers as they started drinking on Friday and like without any, we didn't tell anyone there was no call to action. It was totally unprompted. And like people in New York and Chicago and LA were just tagging like at Friday beers. And that was the first week where you know, we ripped all those videos and made like a recap video being like week one. Yeah. Um, so it became like this weekly tradition, but that I remember that moment I was like, okay, there's a weird cultural, we hit a weird cultural nerve and we need to like explore it. Like we need to push this. And, and that kind of led to, you know, everything else. Like, right. Yeah. Where we're like, all right, let's start selling merch. And let's, it, it, that was when like the growth outside of just like, Oh, let's just make content for fun. Started happening. It's, um, it's crazy because once you have eyeballs and an audience and right. I'd, I'd even go as far to say like you guys have a legitimate community yeah. of people that support you. It's like, the potential options there are really limitless. Like you guys can have your hand in whatever you want to do. Mm. And you've seen that too. Like you guys have expanded. I think originally it was just merch and yeah. you know, the content you were putting out on Instagram and now you're doing, 
you know, you got DJ press play, you got different events that you're throwing. Yeah. Um, in terms of way down the line, like, is there a goal that we're going for? Or is it just like, we just want to keep building and feeling out how this plays out. Meet Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> great, great a movie with Rob Schneider, not just meet him. Emmy's 2026 with Rob Schneider. Maybe uh, move in with Schneider as well. As <laughs> That's not another question. We're, is, we, I, we've been feeling, not feeling it out is the wrong way to say it, but like, we didn't expect to be in this position, I think like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And then it got to a point where it's like, all right, we can have an opportunity to like build off this, as you said, like really incredible community and create like a media company. Right. Where Friday Beers just sits in the middle, but it's this little hub where you can have digital media, you can have podcasts, you can have events, you can have apparel, you can have crazy music projects like what we're doing with DJ Press Play. It's just this little TV shows, TV, movie ideas, yeah, TV yeah. shows that we're creating off the characters, like film ideas we're developing. And that is the big halo home run. Like if we could pull something like that off, it obviously takes a lot of time. It takes a lot more people. Yeah. than the, just to us answer, three. The, the easiest way to answer your question is an EGOT. We want an EGOT, yeah. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Yeah. And AVN yeah, award. That's big time. I, yeah. I would also <laughs> like to be able to go to a sporting event and have our, picture on the big screen and people know oh it's friday beers okay, that's all so i want he wants to be recognized by like ten thousand. you want to sit courtside and be on the jumbotron like yeah. chug a beer okay not, that's not even chug a beer it's like okay i, I okay. kind of know who that is that's actually that's, more important than an egot yeah, yeah. <laughs> staple center welcomes yeah. friday beers actually or just like getting dapped up by like caruso and yeah, lebron yeah like, yeah that i mean so that's, caruso I, makes the cut on that one that's obviously a much bigger goal uh, but yeah that's pretty that would be personal nice. friends with alex caruso yeah, is acknowledgement maybe that seems very much in the realm of possibility i feel like it's alex doable. caruso yeah. i was gonna say yeah he's gotta live around here within 15 20 i've done minutes. some research yeah it's just, it's, <laughs> it's attainable <laughs> i so we're here in again in hq i see by the way there's a duncan robinson jersey on the wall Yep. Yeah. We got a Jared Goff. Great interior designs, big time. We, yeah, we got a Frank Kaminsky. We had a lot of discussion about the interior design. We, we said, you know, we need the three greatest athletes of all time. Yeah. Wow. And this was after a lot of debate. These are the three. Where do I fall in that, that pecking order? Three. Yeah, that's fair. It's reasonable. <laughs> wow. Very reasonable. As long as I'm in the top three. I mean, Frank the Tank. Yeah, I mean, that's... Frank has a very good uh, message to us, too. It just says, let the suck down commence. So you you, you got to throw a lot of respect on that. Well, I, I think I said something about dualies or something like that. I'll yeah. see you at dualies. I guess this is technically it. So we, uh, we fulfilled the promise. We're mid-transformation here. Like This is all like a work in progress. We want to have all this decked out like eventually. So it's an open call if you're... Uh, professional athlete and you want to be featured in Friday Beers somewhere, send us your jersey signed. It could be hung up in this room. Wow. This room. It's very high yeah. chance. Yeah. 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 Uh, can we talk hoops? Can we talk NBA playoffs? Hell yeah. I want to know what you guys think. Sam's been got. waiting for this for years. Yeah, Sam, years. the floor is yours, man. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's been pretty uneventful in my opinion since the uh wait first of all let's just start out do we have like a particular loyalty to a team i mean oh god yeah i mean i I can set this up uh sam and i are like psychotically uh psychotic lebron fans really we have uh a religious devotion to lebron and his success so uh, wherever he goes yeah we've been heat fans Cavs fans saint St. mary's fans uh (laughs) I, i was actually 
at the decision in Greenwich, Connecticut, like in the room. No way. Really? Yeah. And so, I mean, that's where the, the spark kind of began. I also kind of indoctrinated you. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of like lived on throughout the years because uh, a couple of years ago, I had a, a reporter reach out to me asking about LeBron's free agency. And I didn't really think much of it. The guy said he was from the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> didn't think much yeah, of how it. Do you, how, <laughs> the Wall Street with what? All, with all due respect, how, how do you get on that, that call list? For the Wall Street Journal thing? Yeah. I have no idea. He, I, I, what are you talking about? because you went. Yeah, no, I know, but I, it's because you were there. Yeah, the journalist, I have no idea how he, he was going to you to opine on LeBron's He was decision. revisiting the decision like 10 years later. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, he was like, but, all right, who was at the decision? Yeah. You probably found your name on like some list. But, but the thing is, he asked me for a couple of quotes, and I was like, all right, that's fine. That would be amazing of him in this article. And then like two months later, I get a message from some guy who's reading the Wall Street Journal, and the opening of this article was like, the gym was quiet by the time Sam Barrett walked in. And I was like, wait, so is this article about me going to the decision? Sam, it pretty a, much was. Became a protagonist. And it actually got to the point where Max was so jealous of it, he reached out to the reporter to get a quote. That was an all-time low move. Jealous is not, jealous not yeah. that move. I was like, I could probably provide some additional insight. Yeah. And, and yeah. he got in. He got in. I, I was in like third paragraph. Yeah. But yeah I mean, so, it's not opening line, but. You know. <laughs> well, the thing is, that, like, he kept coming back to me throughout the article. Right. So it was more of a narrative on my experience but Max was involved. Yeah, but my yeah. passage is pretty memorable. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they're Lakers fans yeah. right now. No, I guess you're so going I, full I, circle. I didn't almost say two. So you're that. actively rooting against me last year. Wow. Uh, well, uh, oh, yeah. Are you part of the, the yeah, Jimmy Neutron way? I'm rooting for your success. I want you to drop like 80 but lose in like OT. I guess yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I still don't like fully understand the – LeBron devotion, but there's more than just you. Obviously, there are people that follow yeah, him. It, it's know, so. it's because he's so polarizing, right? Yeah, so it's like you love or you hate him, uh, and we love him. So you <laughs> you watch him live crush the dreams of an entire city, and you're like, I'm rooting for this guy. It's like that's my guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> takes balls to do that. So it was. So you're you're also here defending the decision. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm well, not. Yes. I'm not I defending defend, the way. I should be clear. I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where do you fall? Where I do you have fall? no allegiance. We, we to should LeBron. probably cut this I'm off. Technically, soon, in, it'll go on. I'm right. technically yeah. a Knicks fan, but like very half-hearted. Okay, because uh, they just didn't, haven't inspired me recently. But um, I'm a New York first fan. round exit didn't get you. It was just I, I've been so disinterested for so long that I even didn't even get. And I moved out here, so I like didn't even get really on the bandwagon for this season. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The, long story short. I haven't been paying too close of attention since the Lakers got knocked out. Like I've been watching kind of as a very passive viewer this, these playoffs. I think Sam has been I've more, been watching it all. It's just yeah. doesn't really doesn't really doesn't, do it for doesn't me. make him, yeah, doesn't you know, make a move. It doesn't make me like actually have panic attacks during the game. So <laughs> not not great. When you got when the Heat won game five of the finals last year, you almost had a mental breakdown. Yeah. I went nuts. Yeah. yeah. I really. I had actually moved here like two days before. So the weekend I moved here, the whole like end of the series happened. And like, if I wasn't here, like we might not be here today with Max. Yeah. I. This is one of the wildest moves I've ever pulled. But <laughs> game six, I was so nervous uh, the Lakers were going to lose. So in order to hedge like my emotional distress, I put three K on on the heat. Th- on the heat. 
to. I told them not to. I was like, trust me, yeah. I think they're going to win this game. And I was like, I don't, if if the Lakers lose, I at least need some like money to like make me feel happy. In some twisted way, that actually like yeah, make, it that does makes make, sense. No, 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 not yeah. even twisted. For very sure. logical. Hedging <laughs> your happiness is a yeah. very normal thing to do. Uh, and then obviously the game was kind of a blowout. So. And he was so happy. After yeah. He was At like, that point, you're just like, I don't care about the, it, the three. It, it's, here's here's how you justify logic, it. Yeah. How much would you pay to see your team win? And then you put that against them. Do you have a number? Is it 3K? In 3K? that case, it was 3K. In that case, it might have been more. I, it's all I had. <laughs> Pushing all the chips to the middle. Uh, but like a, like a regular season game, like, yeah, 20 bucks. Game six, finals, legacy online, 3K. Done. Makes Easy. sense. Yeah. Do you guys... Uh, so I, I grew up with a, an older brother, so I know that there's like conflict that comes, you know, within the, the household. Mm -hmm. I'm curious of, of running a business with all three of you. Like, is are there internal conflicts and, Maybe and how, this was how the are they addressed? Have brought up. Right. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah. are they addressed? That's yeah. what I want to know at this point because it's like physical violence. Always <laughs> no. take your shirt off and wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> there are conflicts. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely. Uh, certain like dynamics that you uh, have established over 29 years of knowing each other yeah. that uh, make you know making really important decisions like from a business perspective that's gonna like affect all of your guys livelihoods right. like much more complicated and it's uh, been creative decisions too like you know it's not often like you're gonna see eye to eye on like every single objective or subjective creative decision that happens so I think the best way we go about it is like, if you disagree, like that's okay. And like fighting about stuff is okay, but you have to do it in a way where you can like calmly try to reconcile and discuss it after, even if it gets heated. Um, and I think it's definitely been helped too, is like now it's not just us three. Like we have people who work with us and work for us and it can kind of diffuse. So we have to behave properly. It legitimately helps. It's like, do you guys like delegate responsibilities? Is it like you each fill a specific role? Yeah. And in some broad terms, like give me, give me some max is the, yeah. is the head creative guy and has, he is the mastermind behind all of the content. zero business sense. Um, <laughs> I do most of the business and sort of brand building and all that stuff that goes behind it. And I don't, what do you do? I pretty much just keep track of the playoffs for us. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I, yeah, that's it's important. Im it's important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I kind of work for both of them. Yes. Yeah, and no, Sam, bit of a Swiss to his credit, does, does yeah. many, many, there's so many different things yeah. that need to be done in like a uh, business that like is literally changing every single day that like we all have to wear a ton of different hats. Right. So, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam does a lot of that stuff in between too. How are you guys, yeah. sir? So if you're head of creative, how are you surveying all the content that goes into these posts? Because you guys are referencing scenes from all sorts of different movies. It, it seems so planned and calculated. Yeah. But uh, there's so much content for you to go through. There's there a lot. I mean, process? now it's, we have like a team which is, has been super helpful. So we have people who can pull from their own kind of like knowledge of movie and TV references. But Jack and I always talk about this, like the, we don't we don't have much you know many things that we're good at but we do have an, an encyclopedic knowledge of like useless tv and <laughs> yeah. movie scenes and sports <laughs> moments and sports moments so you know for the first year plus it was just us three running the account so yeah all of like the references were just us being like hey like what's a good scene for a guy who like really needs to jerk off yeah right. Max, i'll <laughs> give you five those, of those what was those savage yeah. dunk you saw last year yeah. like i can send you a couple um, yeah. But yeah, as, as we've grown, like 
we, you know, we tap into other people have similar uh, wells of knowledge, expertise that are in, yeah. across like other genres and stuff. And but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we. I think we still have just a very good instinct for what's going, like what's going to hit, like what's going to work. Um, and and also, as you said earlier, like what's relatable. Right. So they're always trying to find a mix of like, if is this something that you know ninety percent of our audience is going to be like, all right, like. I've seen that before, or I wish I had seen that, or like I definitely is going to be understood by a big part of our base versus just using like really esa, really like niche weird yeah. clips that people yeah. that, those are meant for other accounts. And we also, I think all three of us have the same habit where like we can't fall asleep at night unless we're yeah. watching like, Arrested <laughs> Development or like The Office. One of four yeah. shows, I would say The Office, It's Always Sunny, Arrested Development. I would th- throw Workaholics in there. Yeah, I went through a Workaholics Fa- family a couple guy. times. Actually. Yeah, yeah, there's like, a, there's like a, a handful of like shows we have to, like, I can't fall it, asleep. It's gotten unless. to the point where like I've started like dreaming as if I'm in the show. So like, <laughs> I like, I'll like, observe like what's going on and always sunny like in the show. Dude, and I then I'll wake dream- up and be like, shit, I, have I wish I was a part too. of this. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like improv with Charlie Day. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty good at this. I'm like, I can hold my own. Yeah. And then I'm like, actually, I can't. Yeah, just, yeah. So are you also like watching live sporting events and being like that's for sure gonna we be always are watching tv yeah. here like right. we always, always a constant stream of stuff it's, on. it's yeah it's a blessing and a curse because now whenever i watch anything i'm like oh that should be a friday beers meme i remember right. during the nfl season there's a christian mccaffrey commercial that came on all the time yeah it was like uh what was it about it was uh, like it was like it was like, they did the like the inside the play where yeah. they're doing all the um, analytics behind like how fast he was running to the outside. Right. Yeah, John, yeah, John yeah, Brinkus style. Sports, yeah. Yeah. Sports science. Yeah. Right. I kept yeah. seeing it. I was like, yeah. okay, that needs to be a meme. And yeah. it, about not getting any... It was a meme about like drought God like yeah. finally getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was like, yeah, so... We McCaffrey had, loved it. Yeah, McCaffrey too. loved it. Yeah, he had a great uh, comment. He uh, he really appreciated. He's it. Like, yes, he's this like, made my year. He's had I was a really like, dude, like, season, this, but... this does not relate to you, bro. Like you're getting late all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, Copo. Yeah, but that yeah, it's like the, that filter, that Friday beers filter. I view everything through it now. So is um, now that you bring that up, like him acknowledging that, I got to imagine getting some form of acknowledgement from LeBron would be like a milestone. <laughs> Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. like, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to. Did France give, just I don't lose? give myself I any hope. Holy shit! Sorry, we got <laughs> we, we got, got a game on in the background, and France is out. France is out. Holy and, shit! And Locks had France. Oh my Obviously. god! Wow. All right. Sorry. Talking about LeBron, knowledge from yeah. LeBron. If we can get like a handshake comment from LeBron. Be it. That'd be it. So shut I, it down. Shut, shut down, down the account. Yeah. Uh, I went to the uh, like a random Lakers game uh, towards the end of the season, and I was like so close that I could have probably screamed at LeBron and like tried to get his attention. And I was like, ah, like this would just be too cheesy. But then I yelled at Dudley and got some respect from Dudley. So I was like, Dudley's next like, best thing. D- Dudley's, Dudley's like at that Caruso tier with us, where he's like, we really yeah. enjoy what, pretty much every. I'm facet actually curious. Of game. What is like the NBA's perspective on Jared Dudley? What do you guys? That's a very. Do you guys? Good that's a loaded that's question, good. man. That's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> clearly, doesn't deserve to be in the league no. based off like. I mean, uh, skill. So I'll, I'll say this: like there are, <laughs> when okay. only like ten players are really going to play, and even that, like some rotations get cut down to nine. Maybe occasionally you'll see eleven play. So if you're looking at it that way, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. Just glue guys. They're not. Yeah. yeah. So so if they're able to. So the, oftentimes those situations are filled with either like homies. 
<laughs> well, sometimes yeah. it's, it's one of two. It's either like yeah. a project, like a younger player that we're going to try to develop, Not or 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 it's somebody that can like provide some other value. Well, like, I think like Donis has not been on the Heat for like thirty yeah. years. Yeah. So it's like eighteen, yeah. seventeen. Dudley's yeah. in there it's for crazy. like insight. He's not like a, but here's the thing with UD: like he actually yeah. provides value, like from a leadership sure. perspective. Dudley, yeah, Dudley's I don't. I can't. I'm not inside that locker room, but like. I mean, I, yeah. I'm sure he has the ear of like some guys. Dud- Dudley said he was like, giving AD and LeBron adjustments in the finals last year. <laughs> I mean, certain ways, little things, the way he looks at things. Yeah. He yeah. said that he would get them in, like he would get their mind out of the gutter, pretty much. Is this from like a personal conversation <laughs> you have with him? Like, yeah, this is Dudley. I heard this on a podcast with Dudley. I usually try to find as many podcasts. Yeah, as like on. LeBron, I just went and adjusted the way your car was parked in the players' <laughs> lot. <laughs> I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay away from that. But I like I'm I'm sure I mean he he's had a I don't know what, twelve, thirteen year career. I mean he's yeah. I mean he, we're talking about all time sweet gig to just get those twelve and thirteen exactly, slots. He's, yeah. the, he's yeah. the guard dog. It's like yeah. that and like yeah. backup quarterback in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Third like, string would be more comfortable. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. You're back the, up your one play away from yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole lot of responsibility. I had a really bad experience in high school about being a backup quarterback <laughs> who had to go in. Well, I haven't never played before, and it did not turn out great. It's really bad. Play like for that. five, three picks. Crosstown, oh, crosstown, oh, rivalry, crosstown rivalry. It was your moment. Oh dear. Yeah, three I, picks and five three, throws. It was, yeah, it was against the other high school in town. There's like everybody in the town was there. The, the night, the night before, we're like up late. Yeah. Jack's like, no chance I get in, bro. Like, yeah. let's just get like, let's get hammered. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, he's getting hair. Was playing Madden in the basement. Oh, sounds a lot. You were getting ready. You were preparing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Visualization. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually horrified. I, I was like ten, yeah. and I went. I showed up late to the yeah. game, and some guy I know is yeah. there. He's like Jackson. I was like, Oh no, oh no. And he goes, It's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like five minutes of him being. In. Was there any redeeming play, like a, no. an option or something like that? Nothing. No. Just <laughs> no, no. 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 There was no. Oh, no, there man. was a great yeah. redeeming moment the next year when Jack was the starting quarterback yeah. and they played Grand High School again. Yeah. And Grand High School is like way better than our school, uh, Brunswick School. Is Brunswick, yeah. yeah. And so like there was no expectation like we would even get close. And I remember it ended up being like a tight game. Brunswick lost by like a field goal or like a touchdown or something. Which is great, but like still lost. Yeah. But like Jack walked out the field like he was fucking like. It was like it was <laughs> like yeah. Sometimes just gotta step up. Baby. It, it, it was lost, bro. It, it was like Shane Falco at the end of the replacements, like walking out like one yeah. last time. Like, sometimes you gotta like, rise. We, we, we did it. Gave your jersey to someone yeah. in the stands. Yeah. Only well, we lost by one score. Yeah, I think we actually lost by two touchdowns. You did have to step up. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like I wanna I wanna get back yeah. to trying to get people's attention. We talked about athletes, LeBron. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Dua Lipa and the attempt to, or I guess the failed attempt yeah. to get her attention? I, oh, we, got, we got her attention. We got her attention. That's, That's a fair, thing. Fair, 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 fair. However you want to want to paint it. Have right. you seen her Truly ads? No. She's now the spokesman for Truly oh, uh, Hard yeah. Seltzer. So yeah. she's so all over the She's place a straight up here. rival at this point. She's yeah. an enemy, yeah. If, if you had maintained yeah. the relationship, whatever you want to call it, and she started doing Truly ads, would you have cut bait? Yeah, you would have had it, right? Oil to. to the soil, man. Yeah, dude, it's bad form. You can't, yeah. you can't support her like that. Is there anything that happened like that yeah, the Max, public maybe doesn't Max know can about? tell you that what uh, happened? Nothing public. Actually, there's there's one funny story that didn't uh, contribute to like her blocking us. Well, you but, know why she blocked us, right? No. Uh, oh, you should tell us. Yeah. Story. So, uh, Tulipa was the one account we followed, uh, 
and we're basically just trying to win her heart through right. through memes for about four months. <laughs> Giving it everything you had. Yeah. And we got a lot of support. And we we didn't know this. We found out she was dating this dude, Anwar Hadid. Right. Who's just like the worst guy. He, rep- <laughs> he represents everything Friday Beer stands against. Yeah. All of us who are grinding through the nine to fives and working for the you know, for our buddies and not taking anything for granted. That's the opposite of Anwar. Yeah. He's Silver Spoon McGee. Silver, Silver Spoon <laughs> yeah. McGee. <laughs> potential Friday Beers character. So every like whenever she would post a photo, we would yeah. of of them two, we would say something just kind of like it, it got worse. Harmlessly, yeah, harmlessly like being like, oh, like I think initially it was like this um, is in the comments. In the comments, uh, yeah. The other thing about MRD is very ugly too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to us, some, some people, people yeah. do think he's attractive. I'll do a leap. and. Eventually got to a point Love where our, our comments on her photos were getting like 3,000 likes. So they were becoming the top comment. Right. So like she was clearly seeing the comments. The Hadid sisters were seeing the comments. And then they posted, her Lipa posted a photo of her and Anwar. And we commented, who's the Make-A-Wish kid? And <laughs> like within like an hour, like boom, blah. Like, so the funny uh, untold part of that story, like, Two weeks or like a week earlier, we got reached out to by like Dua Lipa's I guess like digital management team, and they were like, "You guys like your your whole we, like banter with her is hilarious." We yeah, we like I can imagine like a Dua Lipa Friday beers like TV show. Oh, so there was shit. some opportunity there. Yeah, we were like about a week from potentially connecting. <laughs> well, with we her. said she had to break up with Anwar yeah. to do it. So <laughs> and then, like yeah. made the comment like blocked, and we're like, "All right, back to the drawing." <laughs> we, were, we were literally selling red t-shirts that said Anwar sucks in bold <laughs> white lettering which is, which is like so kind of like uh, like not our brand like we're all about like everyone's invited to the party positivity you don't have any yeah. any like real antagonizing relationships with anyone except Anwar except for Anwar yeah. there's the one exception and Seltzer and yeah, Seltzer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but in terms of like people yeah. like everyone come one come all yeah. not Anwar yeah. so who who actually commented that that was me. <laughs> I, I think it was a hilarious comment. Yeah. Stand by that 100%. Yeah. I would do it again if I were you. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything. How's her Instagram would, feed yeah. now? I don't even follow. Is she posting some good stuff? I honestly don't follow her, but uh, I mean, yeah. we're loyal to Friday Beer. I'm surprised yeah. she's still making music. Yeah, wow. Her career has been tanked. I was going to say, that's a tough yeah. career move for her to fracture that relationship with you so. guys. We had so many people like reaching out, being like, "Dua Lipa is awesome." Like, we never heard listen to her music before. I, like, I didn't know who she was until yeah, I followed right? her. Like, Seriously, I, yeah, I had no idea. I feel like we did have a, a, a sort of not maybe a lot yeah. material, but like a little bit of impact on introducing that, new was people. Was that, that Kanye West lyric about yeah. Taylor Swift? Like, yeah, yeah. I made that bitch. Dua Lipa was already like a yeah. huge international yeah. pop star. Five but she's like, been, she's gotten up. really big over the last year and a half. I'd say like she's gotten huge over. Last yeah, year and, a half. and we take most of the credit for that. And yeah. it was because the timeline of lines yeah. up. Yeah, so but we yeah. got a better one now with Haley Steinfeld. I was going to say you've yeah. moved on. Yeah, is there a reason we located Haley Steinfeld as the? We the we've always had a, a crush on Haley. <laughs> he said like we, but yeah, Max is the one who makes all, all the decisions about this. <laughs>What did your DMs look like when you got to the NBA Finals? I, I will say, like, when, when you make a run, there's obviously a certain level Everyone's of Everyone's coming out of the woodwork. I think they were mainly for me, yeah. being like, I can't have you, like, 
playing as well. <laughs> yeah, a lot of from uh, Jelly Fam saying. Yeah, yeah, I will say majority of my DMs are like 14, 15 year old NBA fans. It's either like boys boys you're, yeah. yeah you're terrible or like come to my team <laughs> it's like if you play well yeah. like i'm just getting like death threats from the opposition or if i play poorly then it's like my own fan base is just like throwing me under the bus so how many yeah, uh, jimmy neutron memes did you get sent? oh so many yeah that who, one was who started that one i mean honestly that, this I feel is like where it was like snoop dogg or something no this is where i kind of fucked oh. up i was like i basically like told on myself i yeah. uh they were saying it during the game and then oh. it was like somebody on their bench. I, I think it was maybe JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard, like somebody over there. I couldn't even, I couldn't even see who it was, but like it didn't happen until game five. And then it was just right. like every possession down the floor. Plus you're in the bubble, like there's no fans. Right, right. So you're like clearly hearing everything that's being said. And uh, I went on a podcast like two weeks after we lost with uh, Mark Titus and yeah. uh, Tate Frazier. This is also like two weeks before we're launching our podcast. Yeah. So and I just held. like, I could have held on to the content and like yeah. used it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I like set it on theirs and then it just kind of blew up from there. And then from there, it just like went crazy. You ever think about like super leaning into it and like you, you coming into the game and you got like the neutron hair. <laughs> I so we were wearing like exactly what he wears. Like that t-shirt that, or whatever. That's actually, I, I thought yeah. about it a bunch. Like I have no problem. It's a swag into, look. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, boy genius. I mean, what are we talking <laughs> yeah. about here? But uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. missed some opportunities to like fully tap into it. But like when it was blowing up, we also weren't playing either. Right. So I thought about like, I had an Instagram post that was like dialed up. There was, it was like two, two different pictures and one of them was me and the other was Jimmy Neutron. I was going to be like some kind of play on that. You could always do yeah. it for a Halloween is happens every year. It's a true story. Yeah. yeah you could yeah. rock that. Yeah, you could do a funny photo where it's like, you know, like find like the five differences in the two. <laughs> yeah. Like there are five things different like you and Neutron. Yeah. <laughs> I could also see that like an NBA 2K Instagram account, you know, that has like the ones that has Mr. Krabs like going oh, off yeah, on it, yeah, like really creating perfect. like a, a Neutron character is like 100% three point range. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You go off for 50 with Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Just elevating. Yeah. Well, the yeah. thing that was like, I thought weird about that too, is I got a ton of Sheen comparisons also. Oh. Yeah, I see, almost she, more I see like Sheen, Sheen way more. But, it, but this is what I don't understand is how, like those are two characters that don't oh, look alike. How yeah. can you look like both of them? I think you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, had had they had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think the neutrons more of like general like you're white like yeah i mean I have, a, like I have a sheen. big head and i have like the little kind of hair whatever so i kind of see right, that right. but i actually i agree i think i see the sheen, sheen. comparison more man sheen is a deep cut he's not yeah. i know top go-to yeah he's, he's pretty useless in general um, <laughs> my favorite is i see a lot of he looks like the generated <laughs> bass player if you create a guy in 2k <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think that's pretty good before any customization yeah, yeah i've heard that i've heard 11 from stranger things yeah when oh. i have my hair a little bit shorter oh, yeah. it's like, like, a, it's like a 13 year old chick yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that one cuts cuts deep as well um but again both pro prodigal talents jimmy neutron and 11 that's true yeah so maybe one of think, one yeah you know what i mean exactly. like she, that's like rare air. Yeah. she has really no redeeming qualities so we'll cut that one out of you <laughs> um, all right i want to uh, transition into the uh kind of the closing segment we have an undrafted segment I told you guys a little bit about it before but basically we're going to give you three topics yeah. we want you to uh give us the like underrated underappreciated answer of each one we'll just go down the line and uh you know see what happens yeah. from there yeah i think you either reach consensus as a group okay or if there's you know if there's disagreement maybe we can pick the better answer. yeah i like that so i'm gonna lead it off here uh just comedy movie keep it simple keep it right in your lane just one that you feel just doesn't get enough love Hot, hot rod Ooh. Ooh. yeah 
Okay. I think it's one of the go-to Friday Beers movies, but I think it doesn't, it's not viewed on par to maybe like the Anchorman's right. classic comedies, like 2000s comedies, but I, I think it is one of the best. Uh, That's great. That's great, great answer. answer. Yeah, it's comedies. Uh, probably Deuce Bigelow European. So people just write in your Rob Schneider. They they overlook it because of the original. Give a real answer. It's not a real answer. Well, I mean, this is probably pretty popular, but I think the other guys like the funniest movie. Yeah, I agree agree with that. It's great. It's delicious. Yeah. And it, like every scene makes me laugh every time. Yeah. And like, it's yeah. just not really talked about as one of uh, Will Ferrell's more elite movies. Yeah. Um, we actually just talked about this one, uh, Euro Trip. Euro Trip. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, our buddy was saying actually, that he like hadn't seen Euro Trip in so like, long. Since high school. Yeah. And like, there's Matt Damon's in it. Like, Scotty doesn't know. Fred, Fred Armisen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would almost, I would, if we we're gonna support one, I would I almost put my weight behind Euro Trip too. Wow, I yeah. think it's, it's, I think it's like almost perfect. It's a deeper cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, it, get, I like Euro Trip. Well, the group, the group is spoken. Then I guess we're going Euro Trip. Well, for Sam, 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 we went well, to, we went to, yeah. <laughs> we, we went to uh, Europe with our family two years ago, and we watched Euro Trip on the train oh, yeah. ride from uh, London to Paris. Well, yeah, Sam was hungover. Yeah. He was asleep, hungover. <laughs> yeah. That was a long night. Yeah. Long on a bit of a bender, I the see. fact yeah. that I mean, a European bender, Matt Damon, <laughs> tongue ring, skinhead rock star yes. in Eurotrip is like so inexplicable. Yeah. Like, to go to back and yeah. watch that, yeah, it's Legendary. so fucking good. All right, I got the second one. I'm going professional athlete who doesn't get enough love. This is all time. Doesn't have to be a current athlete. I'm feeling a, a Dudley answer coming here. <laughs> uh, Paul Millsap. Wow. Yeah. wow! As you wear a composite quick t-shirt. answer, yeah. very that informed. Is, yeah, that is. Someone I feel actually, strongly about that. I feel very strongly about it. Yeah, I think. Uh, and he's just—he's a true professional. Uh, and I think the moment that hit me was when they were down three-one to the Clippers last year in the bubble, and then he said that someone on the Clippers started talking shit to him in the third quarter when they were down sixteen, and he took over. And then they. So the, rest, the rest is history. Love there. Damn, that's very uh, informed and current as well. Yeah. I'm going to say um, Bernie Williams. Wow. Love center, that. Great yeah. center fielder Legendary. for the New York yeah. Yankees, who was really five tool player, even though he didn't have a strong throwing arm. But um, so he's not he could hit for average. Four, four and a half. Hit for average, hit for power, hit clutch, and he was part of my the yankee team that informed like why i yeah. became very a good fan. I, I was i was thinking of yeah. the same team. True? yeah yeah, yeah. Very but you're thinking of uh I was thinking of louis soho louis soho yeah louis soho was like the utility guy for the yankees in the 90s played every position. i would think i can honestly say i've yeah. never heard that never heard louis soho i've never heard that he used to be a huge baseball he's properly rated as a utility player Right, but I, he came up clutch in a couple moments. His game-winning ground roll double <laughs> against the Rays. Yeah, over thirty-six. I had it hit. <laughs> I had it hit thirty-six at bats. Uh, goes to the Metro Dome. Game-winning ground roll double. Is that Tropicana uh, Field? That Tropicana Field. Yeah. Mental fortitude. Uh, There's some the, the Yankees teams of the late '90s was full of under underrated yeah. guys like that. What is the is the Metro Dome anything? Uh, Metro Dome is the old uh, Twin Stadium. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't totally off. Yeah. The the Dimmodome. <laughs> we could go with Paul Millsap, but I also feel like he's made like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, he's made about one hundred twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He recently looked it up. He was the second highest paid yeah. player in the NBA for a year. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, no, that, that like, rates him that, pretty properly. Yeah. But that <laughs> yeah is a testament to what he's done because he was like the f- 
like late second round pick in like 2006. Louisiana Tech, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Graduate. That's right. Yeah. Great stuff. There you go. Long shot. Um, I yeah. like Soho. Yeah, watch some Louis I'll watch some highlights. Watch the uh, David Cohn or uh, El Duque, Orlando Hernandez, yeah. and Luis Soho Adidas commercial from the late 90s. Yeah, well, like classic. That. Yeah. that just reminded me, yeah. uh, maybe some of your most relatable content to me is the late night John Wall mixtape. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're just like... I mean, you yeah. can we... Can I be a question? Yeah. yeah. Most underrated mixtape. I love it. Right, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's yeah. absolutely the last most question. Uh, yeah. The most underrated high school mixtape. Okay. Got to be high school. Well, we, we Ball were, is life. When we were kids, uh, we uh, had a car that had like a TV in it and that we could play DVDs in and like drive us around to sports yeah. uh, games and things like and that. We up going to school and stuff and, and we'd always have the yeah. N1 mixtape. Love that. Yes. So, yeah. yeah we grew, uh, I mean, I... To this day, and we I, I still think the, the professor Tyson Chandler, the professor hitting yeah. the game-winning shot at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. When yeah. like the games, like they don't even and have Escalade score. Yeah. Like, yeah. How are you just, you're just determining this is a game-winning shot? Like what? Escalade goes, I think it's over. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> professor just hit a, sh- a game winner in the Mecca. I think this competition is over. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Escalade died. Yeah. All right. Rest in peace. So that's the question. The last one. The professor. Uh, no, well, we're talking high school. Uh, high school, yeah. gotta be high school. Yeah. High school. Uh, so there, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, there was a, a combo. I'm trying to remember the second guy, but it was I think his name was Deuce Bello. Yeah, and Deuce there was Bello. and there was another guy in the mixtape. They both played in like this league in Florida where it was like it was almost like a league that like Brunswick would be in. Right, it's like really mediocre athletes. Yeah, and, like the combination of these guys playing together would like get. Pretty much against you. Right. It was like one of the most absurd things yeah. I've ever seen. Deuce Bella. Yeah. I, I think he went to Baylor, maybe. Did yeah. Baylor? I, think, I right. think he did. What's Crazy the one you guys are always sitting around like, like Greg Brown? Oh, yeah. Greg Brown's current. Oh. Well, yeah. he's, he's, I'm trying to think of like, Texas. I'm trying yeah, to think of underrated. Yeah, a couple baptisms in his highlights. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of like an underrated mixtape because, like, top of my mind, it's like Akil Carr. Se- seventh Woods. Seventh Woods, yeah. Uh, sure. Just guys who just never panned out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I underrated it as uh, I used to play against a guy named Unique McLean. That guy. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm not in New York. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah crazy. Yeah. He went to UMass. He Actually, had crazy about Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne Poley is my underrated. That's a great yeah. one. <laughs> Dwayne Poley used to San jump Diego State. from the yeah. fucking free throw line. Yes. He just kind of bounced like I've never seen. And yeah. as like a 13 year old kid, I'm like, this guy's gonna be the best player ever. Yeah, like, no, he still like, could no be. <laughs> he was crazy be. long too, yeah. like yeah. freak. He actually time. might have been the guy that was the second guy in the uh, one that I was talking about earlier. Oh yeah, he might have been. Um, I don't know if I have a basketball one, but do you guys remember the running back Noel Devine? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he had sort of the most infamous like it was like football. a micro site. It was like his own link. It was like, like sort of like, like an e bombs world yeah. vibe yeah. thing where you'd go and watch this kid's highlight tape, yeah. and he was like he could run like sideline to sideline all the way across the field like it's like when you guys. have like yeah like uh running back on or michael vick and like yeah. madden 07 yeah you could just like going everywhere who was the, the who was the like the middle schooler who cody, paul. cody paul yeah, cody 100%. paul 100 yeah but he was like 12 yeah. like, i think he like was also fully grown at that point <laughs> still pretty good high Daniel just developed yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like derrick henry's high school football right yeah, yeah. You're, you're running for like 700 yards in a game <laughs> he's playing a different sport yeah, yeah. it's awesome <laughs> imagine that like in uh 
fourth period algebra and then realizing yeah, later yeah. on in the day you have to tackle Derrick Henry <laughs> yeah. in the open field. That sounds this guy's awful. like, I just want to jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing football, Actually, but I have to play a sport. We should, right. 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 We should make like some like, there's probably some great almost Fridays in, in that space of like, what Derrick Henry looked like in the backfield compared <laughs> yeah. to like everybody else on his team. Yeah. Well, there is the classic like Derrick Henry next to Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a pro running back, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a fucking classic one. Um, yeah. All right, well that that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, super appreciative of you guys for having us. That was a Come ton of fun. Anytime, man. I'm looking forward to uh, some future collabs here uh, yeah, uh, between whether it be Longshot yeah, or... Ex- expect a lot more from Friday Beers <laughs> times Duncan Robinson. Baby. Love love You're coming, uh, coming, back, coming back a couple weeks to be on our podcast. 100%. Doing, yes. doing a sketch too. I'm, back. I'm, all, I'm all the way in. in. Scott, remember the Skylar Fulton? Oh, we're going to do that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skylar's going to love in. that, dude. Yeah. Um, Wait, you're going to play... I think he plays fringe guy in that sketch. Yeah, I think you do. Sorry, I've experienced <laughs> in that role. I've yeah, experienced in that role for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we appreciate you guys, and uh, yeah, for all you listeners, make sure we're. Tuning. I mean, you guys have a way bigger fan base than we do, but yeah. for, for the record, if you haven't heard of Friday beers, please check them out. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Peace. cheers, guys.